even the way that we used to get ready for work, for example. <laughs> you know, there was a thing called makeup that we would put on our faces and it was strange. Um, it would enhance our eyes. And even some people, I mean, eyelash extensions, go get them. But like, I, yeah, all the things, I, I mean, all, so much of just the presentation of beauty, you know, and I love seeing people with their silvers. I love seeing my own, you know, color showing. I love seeing my own skin. I like seeing wrinkles. I like seeing that my face moves a little bit. You know, I, I just appreciate so much more being in, in a body. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, my dearest podcast family. I'm so happy to be here with you today as we are entering into these December months and beginning to hibernate and go inward and connect with the self, become self-full. That's what we're talking today about is about being self-full and not being selfish a huge difference, huge, about being selfful instead of selfish. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to have had this opportunity to connect with you this year. What a freaking year. <laughs> wow. Wow. We've really been through a lot. And this podcast has been my haven. It's been my sanctuary. It's been my, my community and my place that I can really express myself and my feelings 10 years from now, I'm going to have to listen back to this and kind of document, you know, documented history really of this time and connecting with other creatives and entrepreneurs and beautiful healers and helpers of the world during this time. It's such a beautiful compilation of beauty and truth and honor and courage and contemplation and reflection. And I'm just so honored and so grateful to have this space to share with you and leave a little bit of light and love through the ethers as life continues to move on and we ebb and flow through all the energies that exist in this lifetime. And today I'm so freaking happy because some of you know, if, maybe if you're a new listener, you're not aware of this, but I'm a hairdresser by trade. I've been a hairdresser for 15 years. I own a salon in Michigan where I live. I used to travel all around the country teaching hair techniques, and then I started teaching meditation, mindfulness, and personal development to hairdressers and salon owners and their teams the last couple years that I that I focused on um, hair salons. And during that time, I got to meet some of the most freaking incredible human beings I got to connect and collaborate with hairdressers who were pioneering this mission of wellness and health and well-being within the service industry, within the beauty industry, redefining beauty standards and really changing what it means to be a hairdresser. And today my guest is Eliana Gibson. And I met her when I was teaching a class in Sacramento, California, a couple of years ago. And she was in my class, and she happened to be a mutual friend of a friend of my friend Andy Scarborough, who is my very first interview on this podcast. So we're really coming full circle. I'm, uh, I have one more interview next week, and then this is, this is it for this season. And I started it off this entire podcast with one of my really good friends who is a hair ceremonial healer, space holder, hair witch, whatever you want to call us, light working hair beings. And I'm ending the end of this season with Eliana, who I absolutely adore. I cherish her friendship and energy and just the beautiful 
things and light that she's bringing into this world in such a unique way. And uh, Eliana and I had a call and we sat on Zoom for about two and a half, maybe even three hours. And halfway through our conversation, I was like, maybe we should record this because we were in the depths of who knows what. I think it was at the beginning of coronavirus shutdowns and all of this stuff. And um, I ended up recording part of our conversation, which maybe at some point I will, I will release, but it was crazy town. Like we were talking about things that I have never had a conversation with a friend that intricately with. And although I didn't really feel like it, it, it lived on a podcast format at this time because <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. But I was like, you know what? We need to sit down. Like, let's really do this. Let's, you know, with a focus of intention of delivering a message out, out through these airwaves to, to the people who are listening, like, let's really focus on, on sitting down and sending that message out to you because although I love when we're having conversations on this podcast, the ultimate goal is for you to feel like you're sitting in the room with us. I want you to feel like you are a part of this conversation. And so that's what we did. We sat down again and and talked and, and had the intention of for it to be on the podcast. And we went all over the place with the most beautiful conversation. We talked about beauty rituals and what that means and and how to ceremoniously take care of yourself and your hair and what it means to be a space holder, to be a hairdresser or a healer or beauty, a beauty industry uh, participant. Like, what does it mean to take care of others and take care of ourselves? And that is beauty. Um, We talked about her Airbnb retreat center out in the desert that she just moved into, her gnome dome so amazing. I'll try to find some clips of the video picture so you can see what we're talking about. Um, She's out there going to be renting space for hairdressers who are kind of nomadic and want to come stay at the retreat center. Oh, it's so breathtaking and amazing right in the middle of nature. We talked about breaking free from the stereotypical beauty industry norms and standards because we're over it. (laughs) Kind of like beauty renegades. It's like, it's got something has to shift. And I think 2020 was the straw that broke the camel's back, especially for hairdressers. We've kind of had it um, and really need to be moving into more of a restorative and rejuvenation for professionals. That needs to be the new standard. Wellness needs to be the new standard. Beauty is wellness. Wellness is beauty. Being healthy is gorgeous. Being healed and and asking for help and taking care of yourself and being self-full and not selfish. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. Um, uh, we talked about burnout and being overworked, underhealed, being an empathetic human and taking care of yourself. Um, we talked about what we're here for and contemplated that. God, you guys, this is like the best episode ever. You have to listen. Uh we really went down that rabbit hole of contemplation and contemplating freedom and what it means to be free and really sitting with that. And I love how Eliana said it's about being, it's about being courageous, being naked, like taking it all off and just existing is freedom. And then I I feel like the overall theme of this conversation is being versus doing. It's something that we talk about a lot when we chat is is the the being in the feminine and not in the masculine, not the workhorse, do, 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 got to do this, got to create that manifestation all the time. It's just being and existing with yourself and observing and how we can get so much more done in that space. So kind of a long intro today, but I really wanted you to to experience my excitement and also lay the foundation for this episode because I hope you stay till the, to the end because every single thing we shifted into, you'll, you'll hear when me and Eliana talk, it's like we could go on for hours literally. And uh, I really think this is some medicine for the times, especially as we're closing out 2020. We recorded this during election week. So there was a lot of energy and we were just like holding it down. 
So I hope you enjoy. If you love this episode, please help us out by spreading the word. At this time, I do not have ads. I don't charge for this podcast. It's a completely free resource because it's some medicine for you to experience and take as you need. And I would love it if you take a screenshot, shared it in your Instagram stories, send it in your emails, whatever you can do to help us out by spreading this word and getting people to come be a part of our community, listen to these beautiful messages and heal with us on this journey. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You are part of this family and this could not exist without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Enjoy this episode with Eliana Gibson. You just showed me your vision board and all of the, the dreams and the, the visions and you're in it. Like, yeah. And I know that some of the main things we want to talk about today are courage and bravery and faith and belief in things, especially during this time of uncertainty and fear that is pretty thick. And, um, you're in spite of all of that, you're, you're going for it. And I really admire that Ileana because it's, it's so hard right now. And so many people, especially probably who are listening to this are seeking that level of trust in themselves and like to see you do it, like just ferociously, <laughs> like really go for it and send it is incredible. And to be in such a space of, of honor and wonder and, and reflection and absorption of like taking beauty to the, to a next level. Like you really are taking beauty. We know we've both been hairdressers for a long, long time. And it's like the time to take that to the next level. And, um, yeah, let's start there. Let's talk about that transition and the call. Like, what was the call? What did that feel like for you? Over the last few years, there's been an unfolding of just information and experience and connection with a sisterhood and brotherhood of, you know, wonderful people who are also tapping into something different and for me, touching the crown is really about touching into that creative spirit, into that cosmic antenna. Mm -hmm. I love that term. Yeah. And we fiddle with that and it was taken so lightly for so long, just so just getting your hair done. And so being called into something more of a beauty ritual versus just having the standard hair appointment was where it started. And this call for this space, um, honestly, it's such an interesting thing. Um, I don't know if you know about notes of, uh, from the universe. I'm sure you do, but I signed up for that five years ago. And honestly, it's like almost to the day, which is not strange in my life, but, um, a wonderful synchronicity. Let's say that. <clears throat> and in the intro, it asks you to, kind of put your, you know, your wishes and your intentions. And I wrote, I wanted to have a sanctuary for healing, restoration and growth. And at the time it was, I needed a space for myself to live with my son and I wanted a home for us so that we could restore ourselves and, you know, uh, be creative and grow. And over the years it's become different things. And I opened a salon space and it was that. And <clears throat> this year it just, I talked about it more and more. I'd been at Spirit Weavers and I was like, wow, this is really great. I want to put my yurt up and I want to have land. And so this year in March, when the salons closed in California, I started talking with a friend, Kim, and I was talking about two and a half acres. Like I just, I want two and a half acres. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... I didn't really know how that was going to happen. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was set to be able to afford to buy two and a half acres and then everything's shifted. And so I just put it out to the universe and I, I even contacted a realtor in the area that I wanted to live, which was actually Nevada city. Funny. Just take the city off and you're where I am. Um, 
but it was near family and it was somewhere that I was comfortable with. And so I was manifesting these two and a half acres where I could put up my yurts. I wanted some sort of water feature so that I could use the natural water. I wanted to go to the garden. Um, didn't need a house, but like, you know, just two and a half acres. And so I went to Shasta over the summer and manifested this great space. I took these two stones with me, mm. the two domes, just super funny. Um, and they sit on my desk as a reminder that <clears throat> this is, this is exactly what I asked for. So, um, the space is not only for me to be healed and restored and to grow, but it's also a space to offer that for other people because we all need it. And starting just with our hairdressing community, you know, we, we've been through it this year, the last years, many years of our careers, we've been through it. Like how many times have we not slept, you know? enough at the end of the day or how many times have we not eaten or taken water or you know taken a break sat down you know paused to stretch our bodies like um i love how much you incorporate that into your daily practice in the salon behind the chair i think it's beautiful and brilliant and so seeing those kinds of things reminded me that there was a need for that re restoral and that rejuvenation within ourselves and i couldn't keep giving from a place of, you know, emptiness, I needed to fill up my bowl and fill up my cup um, all the time. And I thought I was doing that in the city. I really, I really did. I thought my, my routine and my coffee shop and my, you know, <clears throat> happy hours, <clears throat> cheese boards, whatever, you know, I, I thought that was, that was what was restoring my soul. But coming out here and being here just for two weeks, um, I can see it in my face, even on a Zoom call now. Like I can see my skin is different. I can see my, I just feel more relaxed all over. Yeah. Um, and if I can have that being here in a state of unpacking and, you know, election week and all of the things that have been going on over the last month, uh, if I can have that just from being in a space, how? What a thing. And to know that I've manifested a space to be able to offer it. Um, I didn't go into all the rooms with you, but there's an apartment downstairs that's a Airbnb. And that is from our dear friend, Roxy Jane, um, who, <laughs> Sister Sharon, um, out there um, reminded me that, you know, you don't have to have a salon space, a traditional space. You don't have to do, you know, highlights and touch-ups and, you know, you don't have to be a traditional hairdresser to offer hair service. Yeah. Um, and you can choose, you can choose what you want to offer. Mm -hmm. We have enough experience in our careers. We have enough longevity and, and creativity overflowing that we can really choose to do that. So to have a sanctuary, to be able to do those things and to have a little salon space was this moment of absolute just, okay. How do I make this happen? And that's where, <laughs> that's where the fun began. Um, and our conversation really took off because that was kind of in the midst of it. And we were talking about like, how can this happen? How can, how do we make these things happen? How do we let go of enough to make space for those things that we can't even see yet? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it making space. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to one of my astrology mentors the other day. And it's funny you say making space because one of the things that I've noticed on this journey, especially being around people like you, you know, we, we get, we get kind of in our zones, right? We get in our own lanes where we're like really focused inwardly and also in our own like, how can I improve my own corner? How can I keep expanding my own corner? And then how does that, in, in trusting and knowing that that's going to help other people expand and other people grow just by focusing on my own lane, instead of trying to fix everything and fix everyone and help everybody and help everyone. And I told her, I feel like, because we're talking about 
my my Scorpio rising and my Taurus moon juxtaposition and how <laughs> the depth that I like to go to and I'm called to in this lifetime of of deep deep spiritual intuitiveness and you know I'm supposed to go there and then my Taurus moon over here like well let's just be comfortable where we are for a while and I told her I keep feeling like I get this expansion and I'm like whoa like all this stuff in the cosmos and I understand everything and everything's just like swelling up and it's hard to put into words and then I get comfortable and I get stuck mm -hmm. and on the outside people are like you're doing so many things and so much stuff is happening but you know that you are on a laurel because it gets comfortable in these new spaces mm -hmm. and she said I said what is that she was like you are creating space for more expansion and that requires rest and patience mm. and relaxing into whatever it is and knowing that as soon as you do that you know the letting go isn't really letting go of anything except giving in it's like this giving in to there will always be more mm. and to to dwell on like the more that you just got is limiting you from the more that could be coming and it might come in the form of something physical like a dome in the middle of the desert or it might come in the form <laughs> of like a massive emotional breakthrough you know <laughs> it could come in the form of so many things but yes you know just you know diving into that letting go part it's it's um it's bravery. It's being brave. And we, we talked about uh, how that has played such a big part of this transition of this year. As so much is happening on the outside, how do we keep growing on the inside? You know, instead of getting wrapped up in that drama mm. and trying to play that game, turning in is takes so much bravery because it's in our minds, our minds are so complicated. They're like, no, that's being selfish. No, that's being uh, uh, ignorant. Oh no, you're neglecting the suffering of all these things. You're neglecting pouring your focus of attention onto all of this, this stuff that's so wrong. Right. And I, I'm finding that the growth and expansion that I'm experiencing in my own life is coming from not denying that it's happening, but not pouring my attention into it. Yes, I wholeheartedly 100% concur. I think that that's, I mean, absolutely part of what I was dealing with in the city for myself being, you know, an empath, being someone who's very sensitive to all of the energies. I felt this, this deep need to, you know, fix it, to show up at rallies, to be, you know, like a participant, but it was taking away the energy that I had to utilize to bring light into different situations, which might actually be more useful. And I love what you said so much backing up to the conversation about, um, you know, resting on your laurel. Like <laughs> I think that's so, and, and something that I've honestly just over the last 48 hours been really kind of like, teetering um back and forth with how do i stay gentle with myself and also go out and do all the things i need to get done to feel like productive when part of being productive is absorbing and appreciating the space and walking um, the different paths and going to see all the little nooks and crannies and all the waterfalls and like the things i didn't know were there yesterday like that that makes my heart feel so full and letting go of the need to like be at the salon, make a clientele happen, be setting up everything, being, being, doing. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in our last conversation that, yeah. you know, being and doing from that space and then you will have whatever you're supposed to have. And that's going to be more than enough. Um, I'm so used to doing, and most of us are so used to doing and exporting. Yeah. as our way of showing up that when we stop and do something for ourselves and we have this conversation um, 
I think uh, we've talked about it for sure, but um, I was speaking with Andy uh, Scarborough and we were talking about self-full, right? We abolish the word selfish <laughs> because <laughs> that means to be ish with yourself, yeah. right? Ish, selfish. <laughs> like, what is that? I don't want to be selfish. I want to be like whole, whole yeah. committed. You know, I'm like, sorry, I'm not the ish. I'll be ish with, you know, your stuff, but like mine. So we were like, well, it's, we want to be full, self-full and doing a little digging. It had become, it had, it's been a conversation for a long time. And, um, you know, this idea of being so fully committed to self that no matter what's going on around you, there's a way of being that, that tree. You know, and as I gaze out at this beautiful landscape and see this one lone tree rooted, totally grounded, the wind can blow 45 miles an hour and it's just, it just gently sways, but it remains and it, it draws what it needs and it continues to grow. And that's a very gentle and strong reminder all at the same time of how we can be and how we can show up in the world, um, you know fiercely stepping into whatever might be coming the season and also being so gentle and rooted and just, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Um, I, I feel like that letting go though, and that bravery, it just came from being tired. Yeah. I mean, I, that sounds so so simple and easy, but it was like I was tired of being brave and courageous for things that weren't weren't mine. Yeah, fighting battles that weren't mine. Um, I just I wanted to rest in that and and see what it felt like to not do everything all the time. Um. And there's been moments where it feels like I'm being super selfish and lazy when I want to, you know, drink hot chocolate or take a nap and, you know, look out the window. <laughs> um, but I see how that's feeding my soul. Yeah. And this space, on a very personal note, there's a million blue jays and scrub jays that live here. And um, part of me moving here was um brought on by the first day that I got here to the land I played a sound bath and it was so beautiful and just I was received by the land in such a lovely way but this blue jay came and sat and stared at me while I was playing and when my brother passed away um gosh it's been 15 years um there was a blue jay that came and sat on my porch. And so every time something great is coming or something really like I like I'm in the right place at the right time, this this blue jay will just sit and look at me. And so that happened here. And as I was just speaking to you, I kind of got wisty and like, oh, because there's this I mean, it just big, wide wings of the most electric blue that you can wow. even imagine just flew right in front of the window and just reminded me that like, you know, um, yeah, she who is brave is free. Mm. And what are we here for, right? I mean, this actually makes me feel super emotional even more. Thinking about all the stuff that's gone on this year, from being masked to being in your home to being uh, victims or witnesses to racism. Um, on so many levels, um, being aware of these things and these differences and the way that we've treated each other for so long. Um, what is freedom? Right? We're all seeking it. We're all seeking it. And so, like, it's, it's not even that it's bravery. I mean, yes, it takes, like, laying down everything you thought was your courage and being naked with what you are. And that's where you find freedom. And, you know, we chain ourselves to things like you were saying earlier, like, you know, well, is my social media posting, you know, enough of 
this construct that it feels good for everyone am i am i like am i where where am i coming from am i making people feel good am i like holding space for people all these things and that is kind of the opposite of freedom right it's it's separating yourself from being truly in your own being because you're doing all these other things and it doesn't mean that they're not authentic. It doesn't mean that they're not um, well-intentioned. But what if we came from a place of being and then did those things? Mm-hmm. What ripple effect would happen? What what would we see? And would it be more more powerful? Yeah. Um, and that, for me, is the freedom. Mm-hmm. Really, truly, being able to just look at that and peek in on that little fragment and see, like, well, maybe, what if? Um, it's a little dark down there, but what if? So, yeah, that freedom to look. I keep th- this thing keeps coming to me of, especially about expressing ourselves outwardly. Um, because we have all been very inward this year and you know being on social media or being outward in whatever way we connect has been uh really interesting i think confusing for a lot of people because it's given us so much time to be in our heads and I keep thinking about this comment and it's it's like one of those things that you can't put into words, but I keep thinking about it's the thing behind the thing behind the thing. And I just keep saying that to myself. I'm like, what's the thing behind the thing behind the thing? And yes, it's, uh, you know, even talking about beauty or, you know, being a hairdresser, you're, you're creating a haircut on a person's head but you're not, you're doing something else. What's the thing that you're doing? And then you're aware of that thing. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking a good intention, but what's the thing behind that thing that you're doing or you're being? And I love, uh, I love that, that whole idea of being and then doing, because you wouldn't have, been sitting in this dome in a desert if you didn't do something like if you didn't take action on something but the beingness guides us there and it's effortless it doesn't mean that it's not you know trickled you know and and sprinkled with some challenges or some some choices or roadblocks but you're you're guided there with ease because it's waiting it's just like waiting for us it's waiting for us to to be ready to be free it's like all of the stuff that we're moving towards and i i i like to think about these smaller things when we're we're talking you know some people might be like, well what about all of the things in politics what about racism what about this and what about cultural appropriation, like there's so many very large things that we're confronted with right now. And that we have been for a long time. And the more majority of humans are now seeing it. And I, I, I like, like to think about those kinds of things as like the outside. And then the inside stuff, how we say, turn your attention inward and, and then it'll reflect outward. It's like, we mm. have to turn our attention inward to maybe on those bigger things, not necessarily inside of ourselves. Yes, inside of ourselves, but taking it outside of that so that it can be more visual and, and physical is your circle, your community, your family, mm-hmm. your, you know, all of these things, we have to find the freedoms within that first because we can't just throw ourselves out into that outer to the outer ring and be like, I'm going to fix this because it's so heavy and daunting and doing to, to try to touch that. 
right? It's the doing yeah. that is the doing. And yeah. it's so, it's so hard to explain because it's like, whoa, it's the doing of the doings of the beings of the things of the blah, blah, blah. And feel, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it's, conversations that, are you having? Yeah, it's uh, finding you know. that if freedoms, like freedom within ourselves and then within our circles of, of expressing and, and being in that state of pure presence, being in that state of unaffectedness and then rippling it out to the outside. It doesn't mean don't take action. Just don't do. Yeah, right. Which is so contradictory. And if you're anything <laughs> right. like us, I'm like, excuse me, don't do well. I need to have a plan for my day. And this is the time that I'll be doing these things that I'm supposed yeah. to do because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And then I, you know, have to chuckle at myself and, you know, chuckle at our, our whole way of being that is all about doing and showing up in this way. And like, you know, even, even the way that we used to get ready for work, for example, <laughs> you know, there was a thing called makeup that we would put on our faces and yeah. it was strange. Um, it would enhance our eyes. And even some people, I mean, eyelash extensions, go get them. But like, I, yeah, all the things, I, I mean, all, so much of just the presentation of beauty, you know, and I love seeing people with their silvers. I love seeing my own, you know, color showing. I love seeing my own skin. I like seeing wrinkles. I like seeing that my face moves a little bit. You know, I, I just appreciate so much more being in, in a body, mm -hmm. right? Like having that of trying to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honoring it, right. Juicing for it, moving it, putting it to bed when it's tired, you know, giving it an, you know, like whatever it needs. Um, that's a really interesting thing. And as a parent, right. It's, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's the easiest way to describe like how, well, how did you do this, Ileana? How did you manifest this? I'm like, I parented myself. <laughs> I acted like I was a mom to myself and that's what I keep doing. And I have to remind myself, even when I'm trying to like, no mom, I, I can, I can do this without training wheels. And then I'm like, no, no, put your, just calm down, put your helmet on, slow down. Um, you know, it's been two weeks child. You're, you're okay. But like, that's, that's the best way to describe it. As I was sitting here thinking about that and thinking about your kids and just thinking about, you know, all the moms and, and, you know, working moms who have kids at home now who are on Zoom classes at different times with different, I mean, good heavens. I give so much uh, love and support uh, to that, that demographic because I, I'm not in that anymore, but I, I use this time to do that for myself. And I think that that's one of the, the most interesting ways to get to know yourself and what you need is by parenting. Like, well, what do I really like to eat? When do I want to go to bed? When do I want to get up? Like, what do I need in my day to feel really good? Mm -hmm. Not what do I need to do for other people? Mm -hmm. It used to be like, I need to earn this much money per day <laughs> to feel like I've been productive. And that was just a couple months ago. And, you know, in the midst of changing career path, essentially seeing that unfold and seeing how much I had been doing even while I was trying to move even while I was trying to create this this place of being I was doing a hundred percent of the time I opened up my book and my schedule and I was like oh so you were booked solid every single day um five days a week here and then on the weekends you were packing and when did, when did I sleep? I don't think I slept for two months trying to get ready, you know, to, to go be, which is so interesting. So I had to, and have to daily and even moment by moment, stop that like thing in me that says, no, do something, go, go do something yeah. you're not doing right now. It's like the hustle. It's mm -hmm. this, it's this hustle that has been fed to us. And it's very difficult to break because yeah. we want, we want, we want, we want, we want this. We want to go here. We want to go there. Oh, that takes money. I need to work harder. I need to work more. And, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like what we've been, what we have been saying is, and it sounds so unfathomable to people that you can 
not do that and still have what you want and need and more. Yeah. It sounds fake. It sounds like that is bullshit. (laughs) This is not real. You are absolutely insane. You know, and I noticed this, especially with my parents. My Mm. parents are, I adore my parents. I love them to pieces. They are amazing. They just have what I just talked about so deeply embedded in them that they think I'm crazy because they have, they, they are like talking about letting go. Like they are having a hard time letting go of that paradigm of we have, we had to work so hard. Do you know how high interest rates were on a house in 1990? Do you even know what it's like to have to, you know, this and that? I'm like, well, what was different from you than anyone else at that time? Mm. Well, you know, you know, it's just like this, this way that they were fed. And as I've, um, instead of coming to them with like, well, that's ridiculous. And you need to let that go. And you need to change and trying to do them to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, having these conversations that are really reflectively listening, I'm, I'm listening to their, their thought processes and listening to the way that they're attached. And they're like my little social project them and my kids. And I'm like, this is so interesting to me. And I'm finding that this concept of listening, imagine that, without judging them for not being aligned with the way that I am thinking and believing and acting and being in life right now, um, and just respecting and honoring that they did what they needed to do, how they needed to do with what they Mm -hmm. had and have. and also enlightening them that they have because they're like, well, we can't change. We're, what are we? What are we going to do now? And then you know, bringing to light um, <clears throat> the programming that was passed on from their parents, right. and just like you know, making these little notes and, and, and awarenesses, and to watch them hear me too has been such an interesting dance because I think about all the time, like, how do we, how do we keep, and I do have little kids and you have a son. I'm like, how do we really make this happen for them? Like, how can we really, how can we, how can we turn it around? Because although a lot of the noise and the chatter is that this is the worst things have ever been in life and this is terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. And no, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And if we can remember that and keep moving forward instead of trying to go backwards, I'm like, we might get somewhere because we really have an opportunity to keep moving forward for them. But it's taking listening and not judging because there's so much programming happening. And not everyone is, has, has been on the same journey as me or you or, you know, we all have a different path. And we're at a different place of what freedom looks like for us and being a white cisgendered midwestern wife who was raised upper middle class like i can't hang on to that as shame to move forward <clears throat> for my children you know what i mean and so it's really it's been a really interesting thing to look at like the generations and talk to them and really listen because they have a really interesting story and it makes us it, i don't know it just really make has been making me realize that the way forward is not backwards yeah and i think that that yeah yeah you're you're spot on Again. The way forward is domes in the desert. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I totally support domes in the desert being the way of living. Um, and it's funny too, I just, you know, listening to all of that, thinking about, again, the doing of it, you know, we, like our grandparents, our parents, our great, like the everything, you know, 
there's a scarcity mentality that we've talked about before that, you know, it, we, no one can seem to really pinpoint where that came from, right? Like when, when we, I mean, yes, there's always been challenge, but like, it's not. Well, it's come from forever. I mean, yeah. think about a caveman trying, why do we use caveman mentality? Where did caveman real? Um, trying to find food like scarcity right. mentality it's like built into our like root chakra it's like something is there it's like instinctual of and it's like we've evolved so much that becoming aware of that instinct of wanting to just revert to scarcity that we need to hoard and we won't have enough is the ticket yeah, and it's in well, and that's interesting just to hear you say that too. I'm 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 going to unpack that even more in, in like yeah. over the next couple of months because I'm interested. You know, like I'm thinking about you know indigenous people, mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking about globally, right? And I obviously I haven't lived those lifetimes, you know, and I don't have access at this point to that information. Like on our current planet, yes, there's scarcity when you're thinking about you know um, hunting for food or like. But I, I'm, I'm just trying to think about, like, I would really love to do more research and, and find out, like, did, was there a mentality of scarcity as a bad thing or was it also a driving force and a motivation? And then when did scarcity become something that was a negative and like, I must hoard so that I don't have scarcity? Like, where did that line shift? Because I understand like, yes, having to like, is there going to be enough food? Can I hunt enough fish? Can I store enough for the winter? But like the reality was, is that there was so much simplicity in lifestyle that you did have enough. You prepared like the way of being was to prepare for the long winter. The way of being was to hunt in the summertime or to move your entire population mm -hmm. to somewhere where there was places to hunt or fish or get, you know, whatever it was that you were needing. And so I think that there's just, it, it, there's such a space where, yes, we are forever feeling scarce, but when did it become something that dri was driven by fear? Mm. When did it become driven by, I need to have more than you have? To Probably be. when other people started co-mingling. <laughs> right. So my tribe has more than your tribe, right? So like, but, but, and, and they're again, stealing from my area that right. now people are encroaching on our space. And then like we were talking about before me, 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 mine, 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 I own mm -hmm. this starts to create a separation. Yes, but our base nature is love and kindness and generosity. Mm -hmm. So how are we like at this disassociation between those, mm. those ways of actually being like who human being, like what human being capabilities are, mm -hmm. right? We, we, as the people that we are, like to err on the side of everyone's a loving being, demonstrating it in different ways. And I think that is our true nature. So when when we see this this shift and watch how it po like plays out over generations and years 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 of stuff across the globe, mm -hmm. it's just interesting that our animal nature has shifted in that way. Mm -hmm. And to think about that me mentality in a different way while still being self-full ah we're going into the vortex yeah <laughs> like, okay, i so love this and the egg and okay so if you were self-full first and you stayed that way would you in fact like because if someone was encroaching on your space yeah like or was coming into your garden they need something right there's a need and so your compassion would come in first unless the person who's like it See, yep, there we are. Ileana, oh my gosh. So right Every now in my yoga teacher training, I'm studying nonviolent communication. Have you heard of that? Yes. Method? <clears throat> yes. So that's the entire premise is that <clears throat> our true nature is empathy and that the only thing people want are their needs met. And the only mm -hmm. people thing people need are their needs met. And we've forgotten somewhere along the way, which now I feel like I want to do an entire like, 
essay on where this stemmed from, which our past conversation was about patriarchy and where that stemmed from. Maybe it came from the same place. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it is very possible. But um, yeah, that our needs need to be met. And mm -hmm. that's how we all get what we need is that if we can observe instead of evaluate or judge, mm -hmm. we can express how we feel, which I think at this current time, a lot of us have forgotten how to feel or what feelings are. Or we put them away so we don't process. Somebody said the other day, we used to process our, our feelings in like 2.5 seconds. It's like feeling processed, moving on, right? That would be mm -hmm. like equanimity. We're like in the present moment. We're letting pass through, acknowledge, okay, here we are. This is happening. And now we don't necessarily process those feelings or notice those feelings because we put them away because it's not deemed acceptable mm -hmm. to feel. You are too sensitive. You are too loud. You are too angry. You are too this. And so then the whole judgment thing and then asking for what we need and then making requests. That's the, the four step process. And um, it sounds like a lot, but when you start really, I've been practicing it with my kids and I've been practicing it with my parents as I've been having these interesting conversations with them. Um, you really get somewhere. You really get somewhere instead of uh demands and i feel like that's what we hear a lot of in our in our world right now is demands judgments expectations like it's not what do you need how do you feel uh -huh. are and, you okay today <laughs> yeah okay good yeah yeah it's not that yeah it's not that and so like chicken or egg and how does this all, you know, chats with Kelly and Eliana of how to like change the world <laughs> is, you know, we're, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Um, it, it, it'll, it'll sort itself out. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. I, I just, I think there's so much of that that can go right back to what we were speaking about earlier in, you know, what I did to create this opportunity was parent myself. And I asked, I, I did, I did a huge amount of journaling and a lot of processing of over that quarantine period of what do you need? Mm -hmm. Like Ileana, what do you need today to be okay? And that's hard to sometimes answer when that person is like, I would like um, Fruit Loops and I would like to stay in my jammies all day right. and I'm 42 and it's fine. Um, but when you do that for yourself, you realize, okay, it's probably not all the time that you want those things. But when you give yourself the things that you need, you are more easily able to meet the needs of other people because you have that empathy mm -hmm. for the situation, for the moment, for the, for the simplicity of the need, right? Because all we need is love and shelter and food and, you know, to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Like those are our needs. Mm -hmm. And I can hear a loud sound of crowd being like, but I also need my car. I need my Starbucks. I need my, I need my, I those need are wants. Thing. Those are wants. Exactly. Exactly. Want. So <laughs> it's, and, 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 but we become and, and so accustomed to our wants being met at every opportunity mm. that become our needs. Well, I need my Starbucks this morning. I can't, I can't possibly function. You know, I need my, whatever it is. Right. Um, and when we meet ourselves in the mirror with that need and that understanding, really, truly, you can start to look uh, beyond and, and, and offer in, in without doing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go out and say, well, what do you need from me? I got you. Yeah, I'm going to do you it. You can simply be and mm. that will be enough. Mm -hmm. So note to self today, as I be here in the dome, um, I am energetically calling in those who want to be as well. 
Mm. And that can be enough. Mm -hmm. Holding space for those people to hear within themselves that they need something. Mm -hmm. Maybe not being able to name that need, but knowing that when the need arrives, they'll know. They will know. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it is. I was writing about this this morning. Knowledge is that freedom and knowing yourself, like truly knowing yourself, truly seeing yourself for all of the parts, that, you know, the things that you might not even love that much, might not be like your favorite and the things that are your favorite, seeing all of that and just, just being with that. Mm-hmm. And resting on that laurel for a yep. little bit. Yep. Just, just like, oh, I'm, I'm touching on that little leaf of being. So I'm just like, I feel like a little, I feel like a little don't know. Just you are dumb. hanging out here <laughs> a little branch, just waiting for what comes next in space and time. And, you know, what else, what else unfolds? <sighs> but it's been a beautiful morning already. And shedding skins that didn't serve the space here or here. And I'm grateful for expansive conversations that remind me that knowledge is power and not power in the grab it kind of way, but the power to really know yourself. Like when you expand your mind and you just start thinking and looking in those little cracks and those little spots, like, well, what if I didn't think the same way that everyone else did? What if I didn't do it this way? What if I sat here and then trying that on what a gift so the real sanctuary for healing restoration and growth is right here in all of us all you have to do is turn yourself in and just look in and you'll see that all the tools are already there and sometimes it manifests in a big giant dome in the desert where you get to host people and share that story. And sometimes it manifests in just a beautiful moment with your family. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's funny. I can see my little girl face right now. Like my little tiny six-year-old face. And I'm very proud of her Uh-oh. for doing so much for so long to pave the way to be yes like you have to do a lot in order to understand that you're doing a lot yeah and then you can start to unravel that and decide who i want to be and what do i want to be and who do i want to be and you take care of that little person inside yourself and you know you give them what they need and then you can meet the needs of others. So. And that is that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, I love hanging out with you. I love you. Mwah. I Same, love my everything that you're doing. I cannot wait to be out there and be in the dome. Hopefully soon. Oh, yeah. And An apartment full of doll heads is waiting. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> because you know airbnb yeah got to gotta play um yeah i i'm really i'm really grateful for our our chats um in the midst of all of these things you know that have been going on in the world i'm just it, it's like this touch point of like ah here we are yes i see yeah. your weird light you see my weird light and we're okay keep mm-hmm. shining my friends keep shining and Absolutely remember that yeah we we get a short amount of time to be mm-hmm. so well thank you eliana for being here mm-hmm. for sharing your light and your love and your message and your journey and your vision 
your power and your beingness. I'm here mm. for it. And I hope that everyone who's listening, you feel a little inspired. I totally forgot we were recording for a while. I'm like, <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed our, our chat inside of this vortex. And yes. um, hopefully it inspired you or lit you up or gave you something that you needed today. Yes. Selfful. Selfful. Yep. All day, every day. Mm. All right. I'll see you on the other side, sister. Bye. Bye. Bye.